This is the Midlife Motorheads Podcast. So climb on in, tighten those belts, and let's go for a ride. And now, broadcasting from Motorhead Central, somewhere in the Carolinas, is the hosts of the show, Gene and Trotty. All right, and welcome to episode 21 of the Midlife Motorhead Podcast. In the last episode, we were talking and having so much fun with John Hammer that we ran really long in the interview, so we decided to split the episode into two parts. If you haven't heard that one, you should go back and give it a listen. So now, here's part two of the Hammer Experience. John, uh, let's get back to talking uh, cars and racing. I want to know about your best day at the track. Oh, man. Wow. Best. You know, I would... It's so hard to... Racing is, is, is a game of emotional highs and emotional lows, right? And, and and you go one day you're super super way up there and then another day you're 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 way down and and I've had all of those before this past weekend I might have said that the best weekend at the racetrack I ever had was actually you joked about the 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 ones you guys were racing the carts at at, at yeah. Carolina Motorsports Park uh, back in November um, that particular weekend I mean I was on my game. I was driving as well as I had ever driven and, and had the competition was right there with me. My, my buddy, Matt, Matt and I, I mean, we spent, you know, all three races we spent, we do uh, one race on Saturday and then we do two races on Sunday in the, in the, in the racing uh, segments. And in all three races, we were door handle to door handle and nose to tail the whole time for the entire length of the race. And we would get out of the car and we're literally I mean, even after we took the checker, you know, we're, we're running up on each other and, and nudging each other's bumpers, you know, just yeah. saying congratulations and wow, what a great time that was. It was so, so, so good. But I got to tell you, and, and I think that was even more fun, by the way, than, than when I've won races. I mean, I've, you know, not that I've, I, I've, <laughs> you know, I've, I've won, I've won seven races in my air quote career in, in my years. I've run, I've, I've won seven races and, um, uh, and I finished second in the championship back in, I don't even know what it was now, 20, I don't even know. It was probably seven, eight years ago now. That was the best that I ever finished. Those were all big highs. Um, the last two years, I finished fifth in my championship. And I was, in both years, I was the first guy that didn't win a race. So I was like best of the rest. Right. So I was really happy about that. I mean, that was really good. Those are highs. Um, but I got to tell you this past weekend was really special. Uh, we were racing at Roebling road raceway to start off the 2023 season. And the track was unbelievable. I don't know if you guys have, have read any of the, the posts online, but I mean, it was, the track was so fast and, and again, I've been, if I may pat myself on the back, I am driving as well now as I ever have in my entire life. This is my seventh full season with this race car. I know it inside and out. Um, I'm so connected to the car now and, and I was able to run, I ran, it's funny. I ran seventh in the first two races of the weekend and I finished fifth in the third race. So I'm stoked on that. 
But even more than that, I blew my personal best away. I mean, by a mile. I mean, I was almost 1.4 seconds faster than any lap that I'd ever turned at Roebling Road Raceway. And I've been racing there for 15 years and just blew the track away. Yes, it was cold. We were making amazing power. The track got repaved, you know, a year or so ago. So, I mean, it feels amazing. Um, But, I mean, it was just so good. And then to make it even better, uh, my son turned 16 this past Monday. So it was his birthday weekend. And he was with me. He was my crew chief. He was my spotter. He was on the radio for me the whole time. Uh, It was just an awesome weekend. So I'm hanging out with my buddies. I'm driving incredibly well. And I'm having a really good dad weekend too. So (laughs) I got to tell you guys, it's hard to beat. You know, John, as you're telling your stories, I can see and I can hear like you started autocrossing and it's just built over the years. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't peaked yet. That's a good thing, right? You, yep. There's more to come. More to come. You know, is, I absolutely, I know in my heart that if I had gotten an opportunity younger, I, I didn't start autocrossing until I was 24, 25 years old. If my dad had, had noticed that I had a thing for cars and for competition, you know, maybe just, maybe I could have made something, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's like my, my, you know, my, my son, I mean, again, you guys know where, where I live. My son has grown up and I'll tell you guys a really, a really quick story. You know who Max Pappas is, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Max, Max is a, you know, for, for those of you guys listening, I mean, if you're listening to this show, I'm sure you guys know who Max Pappas is, you know, former, you know, he, he'd spent some time in formula one, spent a lot of time in, in IndyCar champ car. Uh, and then, uh, and then in, in, um, in NASCAR, most often known as a road racer, Max's wife, is Tatiana Fittipaldi Pappas, as in Emerson Fittipaldi's daughter, two-time Indy 500 champion, two-time Formula One world champion. And they've got two sons. Their oldest son, Marco, is my son's age. They went to preschool together. Wow. And became good friends. And I will tell you that, you know, Max and Tatiana, we'd see them at the, you know, we'd pick up the kids at the same time and, and say hello. And I, I had met Max many, many, many years ago when I was working for autoracingone.com. He was at the time he was filling in for Bobby Rahal. I think it was Bobby Rahal. He was filling in for him at mid Ohio. And that was the first place that we ever met. And, um, and he actually had remembered my name and I thought that was really very, very cool. cool. So he's always really impressed me in that sense. So you'll appreciate this though. It is, it is my son, Alex. It was his eighth birthday party. And at eight years old, that is the age in North Carolina where youngsters are allowed to drive go-karts. And so we went to the local indoor cart track and we had the eighth birthday party at the go-kart track and invited all of Alex's buddies. And of course, Marco, you know, Marco Pappas is coming. So he comes and he's a very polite kid. I will give Max and, and, and Toddy full credit because they have raised their kids to be really good kids, you know? And he's like, oh, you know, thank you, Mr. Hammer for, for you know, uh, inviting me over. This is really, really great. And so he gets in the, in the cart and my son, has spent that year racing already. So he's pretty good. And he's, you know, he's, he's the fastest, but Marco is the second fastest and he's close. No surprise. Right. Yep. He gets out of the cart. And he comes over to me and he says, 
I've really had a really nice time. Again, thank you for, for allowing me to be you know, part of Alex's day. He says, you know, I've never done this before. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking around for the cameras. Think I'm getting punked or something, right? <laughs> so his mom comes and picks him up, and she goes, "Oh, John." She goes, "Hey, yeah, thanks for for having having Marco over here. You know, he's you know he's never been on a on a cart before." And I just looked at her and I said, "Really? <laughs> <laughs> My kid's birthday party is the first time." That the grandson of a two-time Formula One freaking world champion gets onto a go-kart. Is it my kid's birthday party? My <laughs> yeah, man. So I we laugh. We still laugh about that one that's to this day. That's 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 pretty funny. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Gene, did you um didn't you meet Max Pappas when you were buying your house or something? You know, I, I didn't I didn't want to jump in with the hey, I can one up you there, yeah, John, yeah. but you know, um, we're looking at houses in the area and we, we, we pull up to this one door and a real estate agent is just, she's determined we're going to see this house. And she said, I called this morning and a woman said there's a sick child in the house. And I called back and she said, we can come in the house, but we can only come in the house if we stay in this one room, but we can look at everything else and, you know, fine. So we walk in the front door and have you been in their house? Uh, I have not. No. Okay. But I so, see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of unusual thing. So we walk in and like, I'm walking through the yard and I'm already like, I don't want to buy this house. Yeah. So they're dragging me. And I don't want to be in a house where the woman really doesn't want us in the house. Cause there's a sick kid, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We go, we walk in and you know, my wife and the real estate agent are like, whoa, 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 over in the house. And I see this picture on the wall and it's some dude standing in what I recognize as um, winter circle of Daytona. I go, oh, okay. So this guy is, you know, he's a, um, he's an enthusiast racing. Enthusiast. Yeah, right. And, you know, look around the house and, and nothing else is, is really spectacular, you know, ab- about it. It's just a regular house, but you know, very nice furnishings and everything. And yeah. I, I noticed, I, I remember this distinctly. There was some sort of blanket on the couch with the picture of the family embroidered in it. I thought, well, that's kind of different, you know? Yeah. So I realized that they, they probably weren't quote unquote American. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you know, they were, you know, maybe first generation Americans, something like that. And, and, you know, they're looking around the house and I'm like, well, let's get out of here. So the uh, agent says, go look in the garage. Um, it's supposed to be a big garage. I walk in the garage. There's a, a Fiat 500. Mm-hmm. And a Corvette, and I think a couple Polar of motorcycles. I like, yeah. and I'm like, this guy's got some eclectic taste in vehicles. It's kind of yeah. cool, but I don't want to touch his stuff. Let me get out of this garage. Yeah, it's big enough. So I'm, I'm like hanging in the kitchen, and from upstairs, the child's room's upstairs, but my wife is upstairs looking at the master bedroom, whatever, with the real estate agent, and they're going, "You got to come up here." I go, "I don't want to come up there." You, you, you need, you need, you really need to come up here. So I'm like, I, I don't want to just get up here. I'm like, okay, fine. So I go up to the stairs and as I'm walking up the stairs, there's letters framed on the stairs. I'm going up and I just, I just stop and I glance at one. Like this is their business, not mine. Meanwhile, the lady of the house is in the backyard playing soccer with two boys and dogs. Yeah. 
We're going upstairs, and I see this letter, and it's signed by, I think it was Richard Childress. <laughs> I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I walk around the corner, and what most people would have as, I, I think they were used, they used to be called entertainment rooms. Like, it's where you'd have a big screen TV and a snack. Yeah. I walk into Max Pappas's trophy room. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> I almost pissed my pants. <laughs> huh? The man has his own pinball game. Shut Max up, no, pinball shut game. Up. I'm looking at this thing going, holy shit. That is there's so his, cool. There's his 24 hours of Daytona trophy. I'm going, yeah. oh, my God. Wow. So, you know, I'm like, I've, I've seen the garage. I've seen this. It's all I want to see. So yeah. we go downstairs and a woman comes in from outside. She goes, do you have any questions? And I'm like, no, thank you for letting us see the shrine upstairs. This is beautiful. <laughs> she goes, oh yeah, thank you. Blah, blah, blah. Sorry. You couldn't see my son's room. We're, uh, everything's fine. So we walk yeah. outside and Max was driving a truck that year. And we walk outside and, and my wife and the real estate agent are like, you know, that guy, I go, I know of that guy. Yeah, right. And you're yeah. like, what do you mean? I go, it's Max Pappas for crying out loud. They go, who is he? I pull yeah, out my right phone there, yeah. and I start, you know, Googling up. I go, look, sure. he's driving this truck. He's done all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then John, it catches my eye that he's married to Fittipaldi's daughter. I'm like, yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I, would more, I would much rather talk to her than Max. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'll hear, I'm going to tell you. I'm t- dude, Tati, she's the nicest lady. She's so good. She's such, she's so genuine. She's so normal. I mean, yeah. beautiful I mean, lady. literally beautiful lady. as the, as the kids were, were growing up, I mean, you know, she would have, uh, she'd have, you know, Mar- uh, Marco and then, um, um, Mateo was the young one and uh, Mateo would be acting up, you know, we'd be at a, we'd literally, literally be at a, at a soccer game or a baseball game or something at school or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, we're, the, we're there with the kids and, you know, She's just that's the I think that's the best thing about about being in Mooresville is that anywhere else we would be starstruck and they're they're home and they're just being she's just being a mom at that point. You know, it's really cool. It's just really cool. Now, I don't know exactly where you I don't know which house that was in, but my buddy, uh, my buddy Jim used to live next door to max i was it was it down off of uh down by the point yeah yep the same house i know the house okay yep yeah. right on i know right where you were <laughs> yeah. yeah that's pretty yep. cool yep yeah that's awesome yeah. man that's great you know what you just said is so true you know not that i'm uh, i'm a fan but for different reasons mm-hmm. i'm walking through my neighborhood one day and here comes this mercedes kind of gliding by kurt bush waves to me keeps yep. driving yep yep like, yep oh my god it's just yep. kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I was mowing my lawn one day and a monster energy liveried Cobra replica goes burbling by with Kurt Busch behind the wheel. Yeah. As I'm mowing my lawn in the neighborhood, you know, because yeah. he was he was driving because his shop, it's Kurt's right shop, and I don't know if he is at the end of the end of the road. You know where I live. Yeah, it's at the yeah. end of the road right there. So I'm like, yep, right there. It happens. I mean, it's yeah. right there. Yeah, it yeah so it's cool. awesome. It's really, it really is pretty fantastic. I mean, we start to take stuff like that for granted, but at the same time, it's like, golly, you know, right here in my phone, I've got, you know, I've got some very 
well-known people's personal phone numbers in my phone here. It's just because that's where we live. And that's just, yes. that's the, that's the life. We're super, super blessed. I mean, yeah. golly, yeah. We're, we, we forget how lucky we are to be part of this. And then when you stop for a minute and you lean back and you go, holy crap, if I could have told my 20 year old self that I was, you know, that, that I was going to be hosting, you know, you know, Emerson Fittipaldi's grandson's first time ever on a go-kart. No, no, no. <laughs> We're done, right? We're done. Yeah, yeah, mic drop. Yeah, I'm yeah. out. Yeah, it's great. No, no it's doubt. really cool. Yeah. Well, John, um, our motto for the midlife motorheads is get off the couch, mm. get in the garage and build something. Yeah. So um, anybody new to or anybody interested in uh, motorsports, what mm-hmm. advice would you give them to get off the couch, get out yeah. there, and how, what can they expect to get started? You know, I, I, so I, let, me go, let me go right here. I think there are an awful lot of people who are car people, who they, they like cars. They're fans of cars. They watch racing on television, but they just flat out don't – they don't know what the first thing to do is. And this is where I'm going to give NASA a, a huge, a huge kudos right here, yep. because the National Auto Sport Association has has a way where you can go from somebody who has literally never even been to a racetrack before, and you can climb that ladder system all the way up to where where I am, where you know where where we're racing and instructing now, and now we're we're spreading the gospel and bringing in the next generation of of car enthusiasts. So it's really cool. So so just know. That that even though it is it's intimidating to take that first step, just believe in yourself and take that first step and go to an event. Just go as a spectator. Just come on out to to a race event. You know, and again, I'm, I'm sitting here talking about NASA, but I don't care if it's, you know, whatever group it is that's doing it. Go to the track. Look around. You guys will vouch for me on this. Talk to people. Yep. People want to talk, right? Mm-hmm. Ask somebody about their car. They'll talk longer than you even wanted them to. But but they're they're proud of their car. They're excited about their hobby. Um, and then when you do that very first, like I, I, I poked my head in on the HPDE1 classroom this past weekend at, at Roebling. And I was talking with some of the folks there that were, that, that have never been on a racetrack before. And we were trying to get them, to understand that right now, this very first time, they haven't even been on track yet at this point, that when you guys go out that very first time, you're going to (laughs) suck. And it's okay to suck right now. But as the day goes on, you're going to suck less. You're going to start to learn things and you're going to get better and you're going to gain confidence. And then you're going to go home, you're going to get a night's sleep, whether it's at the hotel or maybe they are sleeping in the in a, in a tent at the, at the track there. And then on Sunday, Sunday's going to come and they're going to do it all over again. And they're going to learn more things in the classroom. They're going to go back out on track and they're going to put that into, in, into practice. And they're going to learn things and they're going to see things that they've never seen before on a racetrack before. And their eyes are going to get big. And come Monday, when they go back to work, they're going to have stories that they'll tell their friends that, that will, that might inspire their friends to come do it the next time as well. It is absolutely 
addictive in the best possible way. It's it's the old, you know, the the old the old conflict, right? Man versus there's man versus man and man versus machine and man versus nature. Well, this is this is all of those things together, you know? I mean, if it's if it's raining, you've got you're you're playing you you know, it's 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 us versus the machine and versus nature or it's us versus ourselves trying to learn new things. I mean, it's just all of it is just so so exciting, but it does start with that very first step. So as as scary as it is, as much of you got to take that deep breath and go, okay, I'm going to do it. Do it. Do it. Go sign up. Talk to people. It's okay to be afraid, but being afraid means you're excited about it, and that's a good thing. Because, man, once you start – you know, one of the guys that runs a, a 944 spec racer, John – I forget how you pronounce John's last name, Tor, Torger or something. John's 80-some years old. He, he's literally 80 years old now, and he's still racing cars. I want to be that guy. You know, <laughs> I, thought, I, thought I really want to be that guy. I thought that was Hemingway. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is true. You know, it's like I want I, – I may not be that fast then, but I would love to still be able to put on – you know, to, to put on that helmet and get out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah. It is – it's so good. Um. I used to run 944s and John's, John's been here for a long time. Really, yeah. really good guy. But, you know, John, as I'm listening to you, I'm also thinking about uh, Jim and Julie, who are, yeah. are our hosts down here in Southeast NASA. They do a, a terrific job. They might, they might even say, come volunteer for a weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. That, even offset the cost maybe of your first D's. Come out and, and yep. volunteer and, and learn what the flag rules are and those kinds of things yep. by actually being part of that. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, a big thing, too. I think that since I've been and I've I've been some sort of uh, of, uh, of an official for NASA Southeast for most of the time I've been. here. I mean, I was the I was the spec Miata series director for three seasons. Um, I've been teaching, you know, I, I've, I taught DE one for a couple of years. I've done DE three now for, geez, I don't know, three, four seasons right now. It, it is. It's really it's a good extra thing to do. It gets you more involved in it. Um, it you, you get to meet more people. Right. You're not just sitting there in your paddock, you know, waiting for your next run session. And uh, it, it's it's great. The the group. The group is uh, let me let me throw this one out at you. Uh, Ralph Gill is the global head of design for Stellantis. When Ralph and I first met, he was the president of SRT, Street and Racing Technology, which was the high-performance version, uh, a division of Dodge, right? And he's also a hell of a race car driver in his own right, too. I mean, he's Ralph is Ralph's totally he's a proper car guy. If you ever want to know who's running who's running Dodge, um, it, Ralph is right up there. And same thing with with Ford, um, uh, uh, Jim Farley, who's yeah. who's you know had running Ford. He's running at Daytona. In one of the new GT4 Mustangs uh, this coming weekend. I mean, he's just he's he's the real deal. But Ralph has a line, and Ralph says, "Look, we come for the cars. We're here together. Whatever event we're at, we're here for the cars. But we stay for the people." And that's so so true. You know, it it doesn't matter. You know, I. Could could I afford? I can. I'm I'm successful in my life. I've I could certainly afford to race something, you know, air quote faster, air quote better than a Mazda Miata. But would I have more fun? I don't think so because the group in our spec Miata group, 
They are some of the nicest people that you will ever want to meet. The, the BMW E30 group, some of the nicest people that you will ever want to meet. You know, they're great people. And it doesn't matter which group of people they are. Whatever car that we may particularly gravitate towards, that's almost secondary, truthfully, yeah. because, yeah, okay, maybe that's the, 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 the quick core group that we're hanging out with. But just to be there at the track, everybody at the track is of the same mindset. And that is exciting. And that, that makes us all feel good. It's the whole, the whole thing from, from, um, oh, for God's sakes, uh, yeah, uh, was it 16 Candles? What movie was it? Demented and sad, but social. Yeah. <laughs> That's us, right? Yeah. That's us. Definitely is. Uh, oh, man. Hey, John, uh, something we do on all our guest interviews, uh, just for fun, we do the fi- yeah. five, uh, fast questions. Uh, okay. Now, just a just a just a word or two. I'm gonna ask a question. Yep. You just give me a word Cookies. or two. What it is, and we'll move on to the next. You ready? Got it. Okay. All Cookies. right. Got it. First of the five quick questions. What was your first car? The first car that I purchased with my old money was a 1965 Corvair Corsa. I was in Metro Detroit. It was a 20 year old car in Detroit which, as you can imagine, had been perforated by salt. In the wintertime, an air-cooled flat-six car has no heater in it. (laughs) It was a terrible decision. Terrible decision. (laughs) So that leads us to our next question. Is that your worst car? It is not my worst car. Okay. My my worst car is a toss-up between either a 1979 Chevy Monza 2 Plus 2. Uh, it's 2.5-liter Iron Duke four-cylinder uh, um, uh, four, uh, with a four-speed stick. Everything broke on that car. It was awful. The other one that fights for worst car I've ever owned would have been the 1987 Alfa Romeo Milano Platinum. The 2.5 Busso V6, when it was running, is one of the sweetest engines ever to have been created by the Italians. When is the operative term? When (laughs) it ran. (laughs) What is your favorite track? Ooh, you know, I would probably say... And I'm going to and I'm going to say it this way in a spec Miata. okay? as at speed in a spec Miata, I'm going to honestly, I'm going to go Barber Motorsports Park. I love Barber. It's phenomenal. But overall, the greatest racetrack that most people have never heard of is Thunder Hill Raceway Park out in California. Go there, drive the track. It's phenomenal. Of all the tracks in the world, what is your bucket list track? Um, golly, probably I was going to, you know, my, my first thing would be, I've never actually driven Coda. I've been there a a dozen times. I've never driven it. I want to drive Coda. I'd love to drive Monza. Um, and of course I'd love to go to, um, to, uh, Australia. Um, oh, for God's sakes, the mountain, uh, uh, Bathurst, where they do the coming down the big mountain there when the yeah. V8 supercars that looks epic on on TV. It's just amazing. Yeah, that's that looks awesome. Awesome. All right, last one. This one's yeah. gonna be a little bit different. This is okay. I'm gonna bring out the Italian in you. I'm not scared. On your spaghetti, yeah. Do you use sauce 
or oh, gravy. God's sake, don't even don't even say that word. <laughs> it is not gravy. That it, no, I don't even know where that came from. My grandfather was born in Barestrate, Sicily. Okay, about an hour outside of Palermo. The man came here in this country when he was sixteen years old. Didn't barely spoke a word of English, and he came through Ellis Island. And I'm here to tell you, it is sauce. Okay. All right. So same story. Same story with my grandparents, (laughs) Ellis Island. My mom says it's gravy. It, I, I don't know where the hell that comes from, man. Honest to God, no clue whatsoever. Nope. Nope. It is sauce. hundred percent. I like it though. Good stuff. Awesome. I will put gravy on my mashed potatoes, sauce on our pasta. Oh, there you go. So we're we're and we're ending on a food note, which is a, a first for this show. We haven't had that many. Oh, you guys ever want to talk food? Bring me back on. I'm in. Let's oh go. Oh my god! No, no, no. We'll do the next well, one for my kitchen. Back because I've got a lot of questions for you, John. This has been <laughs> like probably the most fun we've ever had on on the phone with with uh, with a, a, a guest. Uh, we love your energy. We we you lo- we love your story. We uh, we hope to have you around again. We can't wait to be on the track with you again. Uh, I guess uh, coming soon, trotting maybe the next NASA event where we'll bring the Cadillacs out. We got some uh, new parts for the toys and we uh, will be back there with the dueling CTSVs. Maybe we'll uh, take you for a ride. I like it, man. I'm looking forward to it. That, that'd be fantastic. It'd be great to see you guys at the track. I can't wait. And, uh, you know, I mean, look, at the, at the end of the day, playing with cars is, is pretty freaking awesome. Go fast. Don't crash. Awesome. Listen, how can our listeners uh, find you, uh, plug all your, your socials and all oh, that? Easy stuff. It's all the same. It's at the John Hammer. I say the John Hammer, then people look at me and go, the? No, the. The. T-H-E-J-O-H-N-H-A-M-M-E-R. The John Hammer. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, those are my most popular ones. Uh, you can find me on, I do some stuff up on YouTube and whatnot as well. But, uh, but Instagram, Instagram is the big one. Come find me on Instagram at the John Hammer. Perfect. All right, man. I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll look to see you pretty soon at a at a track near us. <laughs> yeah, right for sure, guys. I'm looking for. Thanks again for inviting me. This is really, really, really fun. Um, I'm sure that somebody. I'm I'm in a hotel room right now. I'm sure people on either side of my hotel room are wondering what in the hell's been going on in that room. <laughs> yeah, no Why doubt. is that man talking all by himself in there? Yeah, no doubt. All right, that's cool. All right, man. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Thank you, fellas. All right, take Absolutely. care. Absolutely. I'll see you soon. All right, right on. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to the Midlife Motorhead Podcast. Make sure to check out our main website at midlifemotorheads.com and all our social outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.